Ephesians chapter 5, we are looking at verses 18 to 21. We're still in verse 18. Hallelujah. Verse 18, the reading of the Word of God. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, God, even the Father. And be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. I pray that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened so that we will know what is the hope of His calling, what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of His power towards us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might which he brought about in Christ. He raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Amen. We are looking at verse 18, and we've seen this as a uh, contrast that promotes a command. Can we're working on the command. The contrast was pagan rituals of communion with God through drunkenness and all forms of intoxication. And we were looking at the meaning of the command. The meaning of the command. The command is be filled. Okay, what does that mean to be filled? Okay, the easiest way to look at it is to contrast which was the very opposite, to be intoxicated. If you're intoxicated, you're not going to know what the Spirit of the living God is. You're doing it in what you believe is your strength that will help you draw closer to the deities that you serve. The very opposite of this pagan ecstasy all right, the verb that you see there, be filled, is interesting. So you're going to get your Greek lesson for the day. It is a present tense indicative. You feel better yet? Okay. It literally means be being kept filled. Be being kept filled. That's present tense indicative. I am filled. Okay, now, some people would say, I am filled and I am good. That's not what this being filled means. It means it is a moment by moment by moment by moment by moment being filled. It's not a, uh, some groups believe it is a zap and you're done. And after that, it is passive. Please understand. It is something that fills you. It is 
not that uh, you fill yourself. I shared with you last week, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you possess the Holy Spirit in His fullness. You're not waiting for a little more, waiting for a little more, waiting for a little more. You have Him holy. You receive the action, and it is the Spirit of God. And He feels you. Present tense. He is there. But we are constantly being kept, constantly filled with the Spirit of God. Okay? Listen, I already shared, we looked at this in depth last week. You may have been baptized into the body of Christ by the Lord Jesus Christ through His Spirit. You are indwelt with His Spirit. You are sealed as a promise in His Spirit. But in all of the years that I have walked with the King, I know that you can live your Christian life in absolute defeat because you are not being kept being filled. If you don't know what this is, to experience this moment by moment by moment of continually filled with the Spirit, then you live a defeated life. I mean, you may be busy and you may feel like you've done a thing or two, but if you're really honest with yourself, it is done in your strength. And the eternal effect of that is what? I can tell you what it is. Paul warned the Corinthians. Gold, silver, and precious stone, or wood, hay, and stubble. If you're doing it without being filled, then it's wood, hay, and stubble. You know, <laughs> you can be filled five minutes ago and may not be of any good tomorrow. Interesting concept, isn't it? It's, it's sort of like I look at it in the simplistic form I've shared with you. I'm a simple man. You can have a glass of water and it be full. Okay, but as you consume that water, you are no longer full. The word is pleretto. Okay, and I have three ways that I have seen it in the Greek language it is used. One, pleretto, is the wind filling a sail. It fills the sail. What happens to the ship? It moves. The sails are full, and off we go. I believe that this is what the Apostle Paul is thinking. To be carried along by the Spirit of God. That's beautiful if you think about it. The Spirit is just moving me along. The energy and pressure of your life and you are being carried along in the power of the Spirit of the living God. I think that's cool.
It's an awesome picture. We need to understand this. Please, please, we do. Especially in this day and age. Actually, in any day or age. I wish someone would have told me this first when I was saved. Because you hear it today all over the place. Well, I am trying. And I don't have the heart in some circumstances that says, that's the problem. Stop trying. Let him. Because we are not to move in our own energy. We are not to move in our own flesh. We are not even to move in our own ideas. Don't generate your own will for the glory of God. Seems kind of stupid when you put it that way, doesn't it? You need to be blown along under the power of the Spirit of God. Blown along the path He would go. We were discussing this in Sunday school this morning. Those who wrote the Scriptures... Peter tells us we're carried along by the Spirit of God. It's sort of like, <laughs> I don't know, some of you may not know what I'm talking about, but we had creeks. Okay, you guys call it the Platte River. We used to call that a creek. Okay, and if you throw a stick in it, then you run along the shore and you watch it, and the river carried it wherever it wanted to. That's what it means, proleo, in the Spirit. Second thing is that you see in this word proleo is that it is permeated. You are permeated. It is spoken of in salt. If you put enough salt on something, it will act as a preserve. It gives also flavor. It permeates the whole. The Spirit of God wants to flavor your life. Fill your sails and move you where He wants, but He wants to give your life the flavor of Christ. Let me ask you a question. Anyone around you know that? That they are in God's presence? It's an interesting concept. See, that's the idea. The pressure to move you along. And your presence is the presence of Christ. He flavors your life. And you'll know it if you're doing it. The response I get occasionally is Bible thumper. That means that the flavor of Christ is seen. Or, man, you're religious. Okay? But all it is, is the Spirit of God filling you in such a way that people say, wow, that's Christ. They tend to be derogatory. But the third thing you see is... uh the dominance of thought. This word also means total control. The domination of my thought 
is the spirit of the living God who makes me the flavor of Christ, who moves me as he wills. Not as I will, as he wills. Moving along, permeated, and I am controlled. And that control is the key. In the gospel record, you you see this word used, and it talks about someone who is dominated. Uh, you see it speaking of emotions. The word paleo is used. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, we looked at this in Sunday school. Verse 6, because I have said these things to you, sorrow has perleo your heart. It has filled your heart. Sorrow in such a depth that you can't balance it with happiness. Total sorrow. Overwhelming sorrow. Most of the time, we have a balance in our lives, don't we? Most of the time. We can balance sorrow and happiness. And we kind of keep it on a quote-unquote even keel. But sometimes we get caught. Usually it is a death event. And all of a sudden we don't have no balance anymore. We are filled perleo, with sorrow. And it becomes totally dominating. If you have the loss of a child, you are filled with a sorrow that you can't comprehend. But there could be a very precious aunt that you maybe is your favorite aunt. Okay? And she dies, but she lives you a half a million dollars. So you have a balance. I knew you guys would laugh at that. Everybody, I have an answer like that. I'm ready. There are things that scare us, that cause us fear, that move on our happiness. There are things that raise us to a level of happiness. But then in the level of that happiness, there'll be that bump in the night and Polero moves in so we can be controlled by emotions and if you can't keep your balance what happens you're out of control if I can't balance my emotions then you are out of control the same with the worthy walk that is what we're looking at. It started in chapter 4, verse 1. The Christian walk. In my life, walking with Christ, I see this as a common thing. We balance the Holy Spirit. I have a little bit of Holy Spirit here and a little bit of me here. And we try to balance this thing. I have a little for me, I have a little for him. But usually there's a circumstance that rears 
up, runs over, and we yield to him totally in this. It's usually catastrophic. And you know what I've noticed in those events? You know how we have a little bit of Holy Spirit here, a little bit of us here, and we have a balance and it works good. But He brings something into our life and all of a sudden we disappear. And it is only Him and Him alone that is filled with the Spirit. Now remember what the command is. Be filled with the Spirit. That means that everything is controlled by Him And He moves us along. And all of our emotions, all the acts of our will, are His. Remember the greatest man born of woman? John the Baptist. I must decrease. He must increase. Now we all sit there and smile at each other and say, Amen. Until it's a command. You must decrease. I must increase. I must move you where I will. I must permeate you in such a way that it's all me and it's not you. We are clay pots, earthen containers with a precious treasure inside. This is the heart of the worthy walk. It's the idea of being moved along by the power of God. It is the idea that we are the flavor of Christ. It is the idea of being controlled by Christ. And it is a firm hand that does it. So I was going to go back and try to find me some illustrations and I thought uh, there's some dandies out there but I thought I would keep it simple you know how I am in Matthew's gospel chapter 4 verse 1 and Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Jesus was led up by the Spirit. Hmm. The Holy Spirit was operating in the life of Christ. Remember? The baptism of Jesus, and it said, The Spirit came down upon him as a dove. And then right after that, it says what? The Spirit led him into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit operating in the life of Christ. The Holy Spirit led Jesus. Luke's Gospel, the same event. Chapter 4, verse 1 says this. Jesus 
full of the Holy Spirit, we turned from the Jordan, was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness. Jesus being full. How did the Spirit lead him? He was full of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit, you are full of Him, then you are led by Him. To be filled with the Spirit is to be led of the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit. But there's an interesting text that I found to illustrate this. Mark chapter 1. Verse 12. Immediately, the Spirit, the New American Standard says, impelled him to go into the wilderness. Okay, this word is exbolo. It literally means to be driven into the wilderness. It's a very strong verb. It's uh, the Spirit of the living God drove Jesus into the wilderness. It literally can be thrusted into the wilderness. Jesus was under the power of the Spirit of God and thrust into the wilderness. The Spirit of the Father literally drove him into the wilderness. The Spirit of God wanted him to go to a specific place and he was driven into the wilderness so that he would be led where the Spirit of God wanted him to go. That is controlled by Christ. Controlled by God. That is what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Controlled by the Spirit of God. Remember one day that he was doing miracles and uh, the spiritual giants appeared and told the people that what he was doing was by the power of Satan. Jesus looked at him and said, you have blasphemed, not me, but you have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Why? Whose control was Jesus under? Hmm. Jesus had yielded the control of his life to the power of the Spirit of God. He was full of the Spirit. That's why he was driven by the Spirit. Let me ask you a question. Who have you yielded your life to? Others will see. Others will know. To be filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5.18 is the same thing. 
Got that? Very simple, very easy. You know why I notice it so often? Because it happens so little. The issue of this text means that you are being moved by the Spirit of God. The issue of this text is that you are being permeated by the Spirit of God. The issue of this text means that you have been controlled by the Spirit of God. Are we living our life under the control of the Spirit of God? Moment by moment by moment. I would argue that in this day and age, we have a little Holy Spirit and a little bit of me. And it is usually through a cataclysmic event that we surrender it. Jesus himself gave his life to who? For his 33 years. To the Spirit of God. Listen, this is the Son of God. And yet, for his life, he allowed the Holy Spirit to do with me as you will. Back in our text, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Now you understand why it is a moment by moment by moment by moment by moment surrendering. It's an interesting concept. If you've ever seen it, you kind of stand in awe of it. That person is carried by Christ, is carried to the taste of Christ, is absolute controlled of Christ. That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. It's awesome when you see it. I remember this little feeble man, Welsh man, staggered up several steps to hang on to a pulpit, and I thought, oh my God, this is going to be embarrassing. And then the Spirit filled him and took him in such a way that we were all convinced that we're there. <laughs> the roof's opening and we're out of here. That's what it's about. To be filled with the Spirit. Remember, we're trying to walk worthy. You can only do that in the energy of what? Spirit filling you. Your life completely dominated by Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Let's pray. Father, help us to understand this. Help us to understand we are being kept filled. Help us, Lord, to walk worthy. Father, these are dangerous times and it seems to be escalating. And the only way that we're going to overcome this world is being filled with the Spirit. Lord, we love You. Father, may that love for You grow in such a way 
that we are no longer seen, but Christ is seen through us. We love you. We thank you. In Christ's name. Amen.